0: My name is Jeffrey Burke and I'm a 40-year veteran of the natural products industry. I'm a naturopathic practitioner, a master herbalist, and the host of the Staying Healthy radio show. My show airs Monday through Friday at 5 a.m. on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 1340 a.m. and 98.9 FM. Every show, I bring you the most relevant topics on better health and wellness, and I bring you the best guests in the industry who share the newest and most up-to-date information that we all need to know about. My show streams live every day at 5 a.m., but for those of you that cannot listen live, all of my shows are recorded and podcast and are available for on-demand downloads at stayhealthylasvegas.com. The show is sponsored by Stay Healthy Health Food Store, located at 840 South Rancho Drive on the northwest corner of Charleston and Rancho, next to Smith's. Visit Stay Healthy Health Food Store to see what a full-service local retailer can do for you. Stay Healthy offers exceptional service, the most knowledgeable staff, the highest quality products at awesome prices. The hours at the store are 9 to 6, Monday through Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Stay Healthy Health Food Store, Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley. Remember to tune into my show often and listen to the on-demand podcast of the show at stayhealthylasvegas.com. I look forward to chatting with all of you soon. Stay healthy. Hello and welcome back to the Staying Healthy radio show. Good morning. I hope you're having a great day already and everything is kind of heading in the right direction. If not, get back in bed, go to sleep, wake up, start over. That's that's my rule. So try it one way or another. We'll make sure we're heading in the right direction. So glad you're here, and welcome to the Staying Healthy radio show, uh, Monday through Friday, bringing you the best information available, helping to make sure that you have all the tools you need to get as healthy as you possibly can. It is about getting healthy, being healthy, and staying healthy, but there's work involved. There are no magic wands, so I bring you the most up-to-date information and the best best guest in the industry because their job is educating and formulating and being at the front of the line so they get all of this great information and then i'm blessed to have them here sharing it with all of us so we do that every day and then i send you to stay healthy health food store stay healthy is las vegas's oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade in the las vegas valley They are so good at what they do. They make sure that they have the availability of being able to stay on top of everything. And at the same time, they're making sure that we have the availability of knowledge at our fingertips. They're a fully packed full service store with only the best products from the best companies who think about the consumers first. So we wanna make sure that we're taking time to do everything we possibly can to get as healthy as possible but we wanna make sure that we are also approaching our health with up-to-date information, and that's what I want you to have at your fingertips. Stay Healthy Health Food Store, Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer. They've been around a long time. The experience is there, the longevity is there, and they make sure that everything that we need is there for us, including conversations and dialogues and all that good stuff, because they wanna make sure that you have what you need knowledge-wise. Stay healthy. Visit them Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6. They're closed on Sunday. Remember to call them at 877-2494-877-2494 for mail order services or on those busy days just to get your order together. One way or another, they're going to make sure that you have everything you need to get the job done. You'll find them at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston right next to Smith's. Make sure that you are bringing your questions with you because you want those dialogues, you want those conversations, and you want to make sure that you have everything headed in the right direction. Stay healthy, making sure that everyone is truly getting the information that they need because it's not the norm out there. You'll get more information there and that feel good feeling and peace of mind. And it's really hard to find that today. 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center, northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston, right next to Smith's, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6, and closed on Sunday. And their webpage, newly updated, stayhealthylasvegas.com. All of the shows are posted there for on-demand downloads. Makes it easy. In case you can't listen live, you can always go there and listen to the shows, listen to a show again, send your friends there to listen, because this is so important that we have this information so those podcasts are on demand to work around your schedule stay healthy Las well, today we're going to be doing one of my favorite shows, a Q&A show, and we're going to be talking about Now Foods and all your questions that have come in for Neil. Uh, I always put them into a little file, and Neil's going to be with us today answering those questions. If you haven't had the absolute pleasure of healing, hearing Neil Levin in the past, let me give you a little background. Neil is a senior education manager and product formulator for the natural foods manufacturer, Now Foods, a board certified clinical nutritionist who managed health food stores and co- Cooperatives for decades. Neil is an international lecturer, award winning industry champion, co-founder and longtime officer of the American Nutrition Association, director of the Mid American Health Organization, uh, Maho, the Midwestern Regional Trade Association, and the National Clinical Certification Board, and a former technical advisor to the non GMO project. It's great to have Neil here. Not only are we friends, and you know, I'm one of his biggest fans. But the thing is, it's great to have him here because he's so tuned into the industry. So when you're getting information on a show with Neil, you're getting the most up-to-date information. Help me welcome my guest. Hey, Neil.
1: Hello, Jeffrey. It's nice to be back with you.
0: I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. It's always great to have you here and be able to get all this wonderful information. I've got some great questions for you today. So I hope you're ready to answer some of those.
1: I hope you're not expecting great answers.
0: Well, how about so-so? <laughs> an- how about so-so answers? <laughs>
1: I'll do my best, as always. Uh,
0: I know you will. All right, we're going to dive right in. Um, these are questions that have come in for you after shows or in between shows, so I put them into the Neil file. So. We're going to dive right in. The first one says, hey, Jeff, I've been a Now Foods uh, consumer for a long time. During the pandemic, we took a lot of extra stuff, primarily because of the, the bug and the virus and all the stuff that was going around. So here we are. It's 2023. Do I still continue on my amped-up version right now of all the things I'm doing? And and by the way, none of us got sick. Or is it time to start cutting back or reducing the serving size of things that we added for the immune system? Just curious.
1: Well, I don't know that the immune problems have gone away. Is yeah. the problem? Uh, you know, we have different variants coming in the. The whole thing with COVID is now endemic instead of pandemic, which means they're going to add it to the yearly flu shots, and it's going to be another something that could hit us all the time. And, you know, frankly, it doesn't hurt to keep the immune system strong. I mean, if you're taking things to strengthen the immune system, just because there's not a pandemic anymore doesn't mean... You don't still have immune challenges and stressors that will affect your immunity, your resistance. Uh, you know, when, when someone's run down, their resistance is lowered. When somebody is stressed, their immunity is lowered. When someone is not eating well, their immunity is lowered because nutrients have a role in how immunity works. Uh, one of the ways that that happens is uh, viruses in particular have been shown to be sensitive to oxidative stress in our cells within our bodies. In other words, how do virus, viruses know how to target specific cells? And it does it the same way that a predator out in the wild is going to target uh, its prey. It's going to find something that's weaker slower, older, younger, not quite in prime shape. They're not going to attack the healthiest specimens. They're going to cull the herd and remove ones that are less than perfect. Mm. And in the same way, the virus is targeting cells within our bodies. And one of the key markers it's looking for is oxidative stress in a cell. There's not enough antioxidants. And antioxidants are your vitamins A, E, C, uh, the minerals selenium and uh, zinc are a couple of them. Copper has a role in antioxidants as well. Uh, there's other nutrients as well. And, of course, there's all the botanicals and the food components, polyphenols, bio- bioflavonoids, all these compounds that have been considered antioxidants. Uh that have synergistic benefits and and there's so many supplements in that category you have not only your vitamin c complex and your vitamin e complex but now you have uh those minerals i mentioned earlier uh, zinc selenium copper have roles mm-hmm. uh, again in antioxidant status of the body making enzymes and things like that that have antioxidant properties you have uh the polyphenols, your green teas, your cocoa, that have benefits in that regard as well. You've got your pigments and and bioflavonoids and things, uh, carotenoids that have roles in antioxidant status in the body. So eating a healthy, wholesome diet and taking your multivitamin and or other supplements with it, People use the pine bark extracts and you know, various other things as well. Grapeseed extract are a couple of popular ones uh, that I actually take both of those myself. Uh, that will provide more benefits in the body in terms of reducing oxidative stress and reducing that trigger that the virus in particular is looking for. Uh, so having healthier cells and healthier metabolism is really the cornerstone of immunity. If you can't maintain your immunity, you risk being sick. And even though it's not a pandemic anymore, really, in the sense that it was a year or two ago, you know, there's still challenges. I caught uh, COVID on a business trip to Las Vegas uh, uh, to a trade show uh, last fall. So, you know, I i don't know if I got it at the trade show, on the airplane, at the airport. Who knows? But, you know, it's something I brought home to my wife. She got sick still. You know, and, and we've been vaccinated. Uh, I even had the booster. So, you know, I, I wasn't sick enough to need hospitalization or medical attention or anything. But you know, I was pretty sick for a long weekend, which is not bad if you, since I was COVID positive at that point. And... You know, having the nutrition, I think, uh, could have saved me from it turning into something worse. You know, I'm not a young man anymore. I'm, you know, I'll be 69 in a couple months, so you know, I have to maintain my immunity the best I can.
0: Well, let me let me ask you a question. You know, you you mentioned about the endemic, which is kind of where we are right now, and this is probably, I guess, in in layman terms is going to be something that's not going to go away that we're going to end up living around or with it, I guess, you know, and I think a lot of people brought in a lot of extra nutrients like extra zinc and all those different kinds of things and elderberry and all that. Would it be okay for people to consistently stay with what they're doing, but maybe back it down a little bit? Maybe if they're really not out there around, they're still home more than out. Uh, and then maybe maybe, consider staying on your regular serving size if you're back at the office and things. do you just kind of you know play around with it and find a comfortable level because I don't think it's a good idea for everybody to stop everything because like you said, we're still in the woods. we're not out of it.
1: Uh, that's right. Uh, and you know in terms of how much you take, you know there, there's different ways of looking at it. Uh, something that's a basic support for the immune system should not be backed off. Something that stimulates immunity, might be something you would use short term. Uh, Some of the echinacea extracts, for example, are targeted towards increasing immune activity. And you don't necessarily need that all the time. Something like elderberry, on the other hand, is used uh, to provide the, uh, the vitamin C, the antioxidant type compounds that help with immunity. So it's really a way to Strengthen your immune system without triggering a higher rate of immune activity with, you know, more immune cells and all that. uh, That's not necessary. Uh, But having these compounds like uh, are in elderberry or other healthy fruits. uh, Blueberries have some similar compounds, by the way, and and some of these other uh, healthy fruits. So that's a good way to maintain immunity. And some of these very specific herbal blends might be used to give you a spike in immunity. Or, you know, we have, for example, uh, products that contain uh, the allicin compound from fresh garlic that's not in aged garlic. And it's a special processing underwater and stuff to capture this gas that's released when garlic is damaged or bruised or crushed. And trying to capture that and put it in a stable form that can be put in a supplement. And that's the form that's antiseptic that will actually sterilize and kill things that don't belong in the body. But just like fresh garlic, it's not going to harm us or our immune cells or our probiotic cells. It's really targeting things like viruses or bacteria that Mm. don't belong there. So, you know, you have things like that that you might take more when you have an immune challenge. And you might not need it every day. I don't necessarily need to sterilize things coming in my body every day with uh, this strong herbal component. You know that, that might be something I would reserve for, okay, I'm traveling. I want to boost it up. I'm, I'm going to an event with a lot of people. I want to boost it up. Uh, uh, I'm going to visit a sick person in the hospital. I want to boost it up. You know There might be a specific reason why i would go for something stronger than just maintaining my immunity and your normal vitamins minerals antioxidant type products uh, are really used to maintain immunity and strengthen immunity and not necessarily for extraordinary purposes
0: okay all right no that's good i know i appreciate that i'm going to go ahead and move on to the next question thank you for that because i mean that clarity is really really important Um, next question. Hey, Jeff, the next time that Neil is on, would you ask him about adrenal support? I just found out from my endocrinologist that my adrenals are, what did he say? Burnt out, tired and exhausted. And he really didn't have any solution for me. Uh, I do take a lot of Now Foods products. um, And I was just wondering, could you ask Neil? Because I've heard him many times on your show. There you go.
1: Yeah. Well, I actually designed an adrenal formula that we we offer, and I'm actually working on a stress presentation that I'll be uh, giving next week to our sales staff, and probably in a couple months we'll end up on the Now Foods webpage. Uh, so you know, I, I know a little bit about this. The there, you know there's two hormones made by the adrenal gland that are related to stress. One is adrenaline, which probably everyone has heard of. Uh, that's your Uh, fight-or-flight hormone, Mm -hmm. and it has some particular uh, benefits as well as potential negatives, because what adrenaline does is increases the rate of blood circulation. It increases the breathing rate, you know, getting more oxygen, in other words, but it also increases the carbohydrate metabolism to prepare the muscles for exertion, so it can increase blood sugar to give more energy to the body where it's needed. But the, the second stress hormone is really the one that's most of concern for people with chronic stress, and that one is called cortisol. And cortisol is also secreted by the adrenal gland. It releases sugar in the liver Stored glucose to make sure that you have plenty of blood sugar to do, so there's energy for muscles to run away or to fight or whatever it needs to do. So the, the adrenal glands are helping the body adjust to physical stresses, mental stresses, even emotional stresses by producing this cortisol. But cortisol, like adrenaline, is supposed to be a short-term response to an acute stress. And it is not supposed to be something that is elevated all day long. In fact, one of the interesting things about cortisol is it is reduced by melatonin, the hormone that our body produces in great quantities in the gut, but also a certain amount in the pineal gland in the brain and that is known as the hormone that is responsible for circadian rhythm the timing of what happens in our bodies and the cortisol is supposed to naturally increase through the morning hours into early afternoon and then slowly decrease and so there's a, there's a timing cycle and in the evening the melatonin is supposed to increase and shut down the rest of the cortisol and then the melatonin is waning in the morning hours where the cortisol is starting to rise and giving us more energy, more blood sugar. You know, all that stuff waking up is actually controlled by hormones that are looking at the timing when things happen. So if we don't have enough melatonin to sleep well, the cortisol will remain high. And if we have too much cortisol... It antagonizes the melatonin, where the melatonin can't do its job properly. Not only help us sleep, but shut down things in the body that need to shut down overnight. You don't need stomach acid going all night long to digest food. Hopefully, you know there's there's repairs and maintenance going on through a lot of it in the digestive tract, and that's why hundreds of times more melatonin is is actually made by our gut cells and, and the uh, probiotic cells in our guts uh, to control those processes and also act as a natural antioxidant in our bodies, which is very protective to cells. So when we don't have enough melatonin and we have too much cortisol, everything goes wacky, our immunity is lowered, our stress levels are higher, repairs are not happening, you're more likely to have heartburn. You know, there, there's all these side effects coming from elevated stress levels, and especially if they're elevated over time, if, if that daily timing cycle is not effective, where you can shut down that cortisol at the appropriate time and have the melatonin rise. If you don't have that balance, that dance of the hormones within our bodies, we're not going to sleep well. We're not going to get rid of stress, et cetera. And, of course, there are supplements people use to help manage this. One of the supplements is melatonin, as I mentioned, but people use a range of other things. They will use uh, the category of herbs called adaptogens, and the most common ones are the ginsengs, the American or Asian ginseng, the eleuthero, which used to be known as Siberian ginseng, Rhodiola, which just got on the endangered species list, so it's going to be in shorter supply because companies like us that are compliant with these uh, environmental treaties that restrict trade in endangered species need to have a certification from the government involved that exports of these things are done with non-endangered local uh, populations of the plants so that we're not creating more endangerment of the species by utilizing them. So rhodiola is about to be uh, challenged, I think, in that way. Holy basil from India is a a great one. I use that myself. Uh, Foti, a Chinese herb, cordyceps, which is actually a... uh, uh, It's it's really kind of a a fungus that they use. It's been called a mushroom. Uh, You've got some other herbs, kava-kava from the South Seas, passion flower, even saffron, the spice, can have a role in relaxing and things like that. So, you know, those are a couple categories. Ashwagandha is a uh, huge-selling herb, very, very popular worldwide, extensively used in East Indian Ayurvedic tradition for its adaptogenic properties to adapt to temporary physical and emotional stresses. And, uh, you know, when you're talking about the adrenal gland, there's a, uh, a couple vitamins that are very closely involved with adrenal function and which concentrate hundreds of times more in the adrenal gland than other areas of the body. And those are vitamin C and vitamin B5, which is pantothenic acid. Mm-hmm. And those are considered uh, probably the two most important anti stress vitamins that you could take. Uh, so there's another one I'd like to mention. There's a blend of two herbs, of, it's a proprietary blend from one company, and it's called Relora. And Relora is a blend of specific extracts of magnolia and philodendron bark. These are bark extracts from trees, and that particular combination has been shown to help support healthy adrenal function, relieve stress, and one of the issues involved with cortisol, that stress hormone, is its ability to make people eat nervously and accumulate fat in the lower belly, the abdomen. So the the growth of belly fat is a sign of stress, nervous eating, and emotional eating is a sign of stress related to the hormone cortisol produced by the adrenal gland. So one of the reasons someone would take uh, adrenal stress support formula from now or uh, some of these other products uh, would be to try to help control this cortisol and, of course, there's other techniques. You know, you want to sleep well and have good sleep habits. You want to have some kind of meditation, prayer, quiet time, something to calm the body and and relieve stress. Yoga, you know, there's all kinds of techniques for that. Uh, biofeedback. So, you know, find what works for you and try to reduce the stress. Find these quiet moments in the day. Of, you know, close your eyes and... Get a little darkness going, and even if it's for two minutes, you know, take take some deep breaths, calm yourself. You know, it could do wonders and your, on your stress levels.
0: All right, no, this. Great information. Thank you so much. Oh, sure. um, next question. Hey, Jeff, the next time that Neil is on your show, he's been successfully able to help me with stress and prostate issues uh, and digestion over the years. I have a new one for him. Uh, I trust his feedback. I just found out that I have macular degeneration, and I was wondering if he had any suggestions. I don't know if you've done any shows on the eyes. Uh, My doctor said it's not bad, but I was diagnosed with macular degeneration, so I'd like to start nutritionally, start helping out. There you go.
1: Yep. Well, macular degeneration is, uh, just to put it simply, in in the center of the eyeball, there's an area there that is supposed to have pigments from carotenoids. It's supposed to have these yellowish pigments. If you ever seen... The blue blocker sunglasses they have mm-hmm. that have like a yellow tint. Yes, that's supposed to be an internal blue blocker having the pigments from plants, and and the pigment uh, is lutein that you would typically get. It's a yellow pigment. Yellow corn has it. Yellow squash has it. So it, it's not uncommon in, but it's it's a vegetable pigment that's in these yellow vegetables. Spinach has it but it's harder to tell because there's so much chlorophyll in spinach as well, the green pigment. You can't tell there's yellow in there. If if you ever look at at a deciduous tree, the leaves in the fall turn colors. Once the chlorophyll dies back, you start seeing the other carotenoids, these colors, these uh, yellows and reds and oranges in the leaves. Those are actually the same pigments that are in things like spinach or carrots these carotenoids, and they are what provides a, a like a natural sunblock in the center of the eye to protect it from damage from sunlight and oxidative damage, again, uh, another another indication there. So in studies at the Veterans Hospital in North Chicago, Illinois, Dr. Stuart Richer, who uh, about 20 years ago I spoke to, because I was hosting a lecture he was doing on eye health. Uh, you know, he's an uh, ophthalmologist. He, he's actually an MD. Um, he did studies on veterans using the nutrient lutein, this yellow pigment, and he was using the Flora glow brand of lutein, 10 milligrams a day of actual lutein. Uh, in his study with the veterans, and he was able to show in the LAST study, lutein antioxidant study um, that he published, uh, showed that he was able to arrest the progress of macular degeneration in these veterans in the study. Wow. Uh, Now, he did a second study where he gave a combination of lutein with other antioxidants, or lutein alone. So it's the LAST2 study that was published. And he was actually able to, to some extent, rebuild the macula to be more protective. Because when the macula goes, you lose your center vision. It's like uh, where where you're looking straight ahead, you can't see anything, and you're looking at like a ring around it that's visible. Like a donut of vision, with a a blank center. That's what happens when you get macular degeneration. Yeah. And he was actually able to restore, at least partially, restore the macula by using the lutein alone. But to a greater extent, when he combined other antioxidants with it. So when you're when you're seeing all these studies, uh, now there, there's been some other studies where there. Uh, They have the ARIDS study uh, where they've got the ARIDS formulas, typically in drugstores, that uh, have some of them have very high levels of zinc. I don't really like the protocol behind there, but I like the theory behind that, that they're giving these antioxidants and they're supporting the eye health. And so taking these lutein supplements as well as lutein foods, you know, don't get me wrong, the foods are, are great, Uh, and I eat them myself, you know, spinach and, and those kind of things. But getting the lutein supplements give you more of that, and you can get, lutein comes naturally with another pigment called zeaxanthin, and there's even another one called mesozeaxanthin, which is a mirror image of zeaxanthin that's produced in the body from zeaxanthin. And those are now available in supplement form too, where you can get all three pigments, that the macula is going to use in different parts of the macula, really, uh, in in one supplement. You know, take one one small soft gel a day and you get all these things. Uh, they have to be taken with, a, with fat because they're fat-soluble nutrients, so you need at least a teaspoon of fat. So we would typically say take it with a meal because there's often, uh, almost always going to be fat in a meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you took it with a spoonful of fish oil or flax oil or coconut oil, it would work uh, enough to help you absorb those nutrients as well. So, you know, really look for lutein, zeaxanthin are, are the two common ones that you'll find in supplements, and mesozeaxanthin the newest one that's been added to the other two, and is even a stronger effect. And, you know, according to Dr. Richard's, Richard's study, not Richard, but Richard, uh, Taking a uh, 10 milligrams of this lutein with the xanthin a day is enough to do this. And some people want more. You know, we make stronger formulas, like 25 milligram, for people who are trying to increase the density of their macula faster or to maintain it better. You know, some people want to go double dose, uh, something like that. And it's not harmful to do so. Uh, the worst side effect you get from something like that is. The skin would turn a little bit yellow or something like that, just like the palms of the hand or something, mm. just like it would if you ate you know if you drank tons of carrot juice. I know people who are on these long carrot juice fasts and they're drinking a lot of carrot juice every day and their their palms of their hands turned orange. and it's mm-hmm. it's not harmful. It's actually protective, but you know, it just looks a little funny when you start getting those high levels. You're not gonna get that by taking one capsule a day though.
0: Okay. All right. You know, you just kind of wonder, you know, you know, you, I think some people have the understanding that unless you're taking all these nutrients ahead of time, once you get um, an eye situation, glaucoma, cataracts, whatever it is, or macular degeneration, that we can't make a difference. And, you know, sometimes that's kind of the feedback we get from the ophthalmologist as well. But I've seen some people do some amazing turnarounds with nutrition, you know, and using these, it really intricate ingredients and making a change. Um, So I've seen some pretty good feedback, and not younger people. Actually, people way up in their years as well.
1: Well, I think you'll find more possibility of it being effective uh, during a challenge like that uh, for something like macular degeneration, Mm -hmm. but for something like cataracts, where the lens of the eye is actually discoloring due to oxidative damage, sun damage typically, then that's typically not reversible With by, by starting to take a bunch of antioxidants. They're more preventative of these changes, the oxidation changes, than restoring something that's already been damaged and discolored. So the lens is a different uh, issue. And I don't b- believe there's any evidence you can reverse anything, any existing damage using these eye formulas or antioxidant formulas. But there is some indication that these lutein-based supplements and foods uh, can help to reverse this breakdown of the center area of the eye that is affecting that center vision, as I mentioned earlier.
0: You know, I, I was watching a um, a show um, oh, about a six or seven months ago, and they were talking about how they're trying to um, perfect a macular or a macula transplant uh, for the eyes, you know, like they do lens transplants and lens replaces and things like that. And they're doing cataract surgery, but they're actually working on a macula transplant. Boy, they sure have a lot of people that would be standing in line for that if it worked.
1: Yeah. And, you know, they can transplant eyeballs from, you know, uh, dead people mm-hmm. too, but you know, that's, you know, that's obvious. Those are obviously last resorts. That's not sure. anything that people are going to say, oh, I'm going to wait until I need a new eyeball or, you know, <laughs> <them> do, uh, <laughs> surgery on my eyeball. They, you know, people are going to want to protect what they have and maintain it as long as possible. You know, True. no, nobody wants to start losing their vision to the point where they have to do something like
0: that. Right. All right. Well, cool. Thank you so much. Um, Next question, hey Jeff, the next time Neil's on, could you guys talk about blood sugar? Uh, I found out that I am a diabetic. I've lost a bit of weight already and my sugar levels have come down. I don't want to stay on metformin unless I absolutely have to. I'm exercising, my diet has changed dramatically. My doctor said I should not have to stay on it forever as long as I keep losing and getting my sugar in a better level and my A1C healthier. Um, how do we work nutritionally for blood sugar besides diet and exercise?
1: Well, I mean, diet is important because how much fiber you have in your diet is one of the key things in terms of blood sugar because it slows digestion and it you don't, it makes it where when you eat a meal, the sugars that are in that meal do not all get into the bloodstream as quickly. So it doesn't spike the blood sugar after a meal quite as much, which uh, the higher the blood sugar, the more of an insulin response is triggered in the body. And over time, the insulin can become less and less effective. Uh, they call it insulin insensitivity. Uh, you know, the, the insulin is not moving the sugar from the bloodstream into the cells through the transporters the body becomes resistant to that. Insulin resistance is another another term for that. And that usually happens when there's wide swings in blood sugar over a period of time. In fact, if someone has low blood sugar that they haven't had their whole life, you know, it's something new, that actually is a scary indication to me as a clinician because I'm thinking they're starting to get this yo-yo effect on their blood sugar. It's spiking high and then... The insulin's coming in and knocking it down like a whack-a-mole and kicking it down too low. And one of the problems with the way we do our fasting blood sugar test in this country, and, and you know, it, it's normal to do it that way, is you're getting a snapshot. You're not showing if it's increasing or decreasing at the time. So you could actually get a blood sugar number, uh, say it's below 100, that's saying it's normal the blood sugar level, but if that level just dropped from 120, your body's going to perceive it as, oh, all the sugar is going away. I better uh, eat more sugar, and you might actually get a sugar craving, Mm -hmm. or if it's heading up, you might get a snapshot that it's fine right then, but maybe it's about to go from 96 to 116 and be too high and trigger that insulin response, so without a look at the blood sugar over time we're getting a very imperfect snapshot of what's happening that does not include that factor of 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 the timing and the movement of the blood sugar uh now there are things that increase insulin sensitivity or help maintain insulin sensitivity omega-3 fats are one of those things alpha lipoic acid is another one of those things the the corosolic acid from the banaba leaf, which is sometimes sold as a, a branded nutrient called GlucoFit, uh, is something that can help insulin sensitivity. There's there's a number of things like that that make the insulin kind of restore the ability of insulin to move blood sugar properly, because mm-hmm. when you start needing more and more blood sugar to just do the same job, i more, more and more insulin. I mean to do the same job of lowering blood sugar, then the body becomes insensitive or resistant to the insulin. And over time, the insulin just doesn't work as much anymore. Now, when we're looking at metformin, uh, you know, it does have some efficacy in terms of uh, insulin sensitivity, and so do some of these other things. And one of the things that there's there's some very good studies on right now that you might want to look up is the uh, the compound called berberine, which is found in Oregon grape root and golden seal root, but it's sold as a standalone supplement. And it does seem to have very good studies in regard to helping rebalance the blood sugar and maintain a healthy blood sugar in the body. And some people are claiming it could be an alternative to metformin, And if you're on metformin, that's really a discussion you should have with your physician because once you're on the medication, if you take something else that might have a similar effect, you might overdose on that. Again, you could lower your blood sugar too much and, again, trigger more insulin, and it could backfire on you. So, you know, it's really something that once you're on a medication, you need to be able to find a physician you could work with who might be willing to transition you or let you experiment with that. If you're not on a medication, you might be able to uh, convince the practitioner to let you try some of these other products for a while before going on the medication to see if you could do it naturally. And then a lot of times they'll give you three months or six months or whatever to play with that. But you know, a lot of times the, the physicians don't have a lot of patience uh, in terms of waiting to be able to say yeah i'm going to let you mess with this because they understand how the drugs work they don't understand how the nutrients work and these these natural compounds and there aren't as many studies they're not approved by the FDA for that use so you know a lot of times there's a lot of hesitation in the medical community to doing that but a lot you know i've i've talked to people who have had, uh, open-minded physicians who give them a chance to do it through diet lifestyle. And that could include supplementation before they go on these medications. And, you know, that's the easier way to go rather than I'm already on a medication. How do I get off this? Because there are some dangers involved with cutting a medication that people should be aware of. Like, uh, you know, if the substitute doesn't work the same way, if it takes a lot longer to kick in or work, if it uh, adds to or subtracts to the medication, if they're trying to uh, wean themselves off of it slowly by cutting the dose, you know, maybe it's just not going to work the same way. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of considerations. Uh, a sympathetic practitioner is going to make it a lot easier.
0: Okay. All right. Great. Um, mm, 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 mm. Oh, this is going to be a good one. It says, Hey Jeff, next time you have Neil on, would you ask him about bone density? I don't think I've ever heard you two discuss it before. I just had a DEXA scan done and they said that my bone density was, was weak and that I had older bones for my age. They wanted to recommend uh, some of the medications, but I think I would rather work naturally if possible. Are there things that can actually strengthen the bone? Um, I'm confused, but I'm desperate.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, in terms of foods, you know, calcium-rich foods have often been recommended. Um, one issue is that the bone density tends to maximize when our hormones are prime. So after menopause for women or andropause for men after middle age, it's really hard to build bone density back up. You're you're supposed to be building it throughout your life until you're 30 or 40, somewhere along there, and uh, at some point after that it levels off and then starts declining. So if you haven't built it up by then, you're at a deficit. There are some things that help. Uh, estrogen is something that helps, get, uh, helps with bone density. Estrogen works kind of along with vitamin D, and uh, it has a role in bone density. That's why women after menopause tend to have more loss of bone density and more challenges there. So, but estrogen in men is obviously not as desirable, but testosterone can actually convert into estrogen to some extent and provide some of the same benefits. When the testosterone drops, you start losing that trigger as well. Now, vitamin D helps you absorb calcium, so it's good, and it helps you move calcium and and actually build some of the bone tissue but it's not a very good transporter of calcium in the body. And if you're getting a lot of calcium and you're not getting the other nutrients you need for bone to be built, and there's about 15 nutrients to to build bones, not just calcium or vitamin D, so you basically have to take a multivitamin or the equivalent to be able to build bone, plus get enough potassium, calcium, magnesium, and protein. And if you're getting your RDA values, your daily values of everything in a multivitamin plus your potassium, CalMag, and protein, you will have all the nutrients you need to build bone. Now, there's a particular form of vitamin K that I recommend called vitamin K2, and there's a particular form of vitamin K2 I recommend called MK7, and... That is the form of vitamin K that absorbs by far the best. It is the one that moves calcium the best. And it's the one that lasts in the body the most, uh, the longest. So having the MK7 is a way to get calcium out of the arteries and into the bones, assuming you have all the other nutrients. I take a multivitamin. I take magnesium. I do not take extra calcium because I eat a dairy-rich diet and grain-rich diet that has a lot of calcium in there, so I'm trying to boost my magnesium, not my calcium. And I take vitamin D5000 in addition to my multi, and I take the MK7 form of vitamin K2 twice a day, 300 microgram, which is a pretty big dose. What you're going to get in a supplement traditionally is 100 microgram or less. I'm taking 600 a day of this because I'm trying to scavenge as much calcium out of my arteries as possible and move it to my bones for the dual effect, getting it out of the arteries and getting it into the bones.
0: Okay. Is this something that could be a lot more common than we actually think about, you know, that... People are, are finding out about bone density problems at a younger age. I mean, it used to be, of course, at the geriatric years, but I'm uh, just looking through this letter that, that she sent in, and she's only 51.
1: Well, I mean, you're talk- we're talking about a woman, so estrogen's an issue, so the timing of, the, of menopause or hormone levels is, is a concern there, or consideration, but uh, also exercise. Yeah. you know weight bearing exercise is going to help with bone density astronauts who are up in the international space station for a year lose bone density even though they're exercising cuz it's not weight bearing in weightlessness okay so it's hard that. to maintain that in in there we need weight bearing exercise it could be walking running whatever it is uh weight lifting something to help with bone density So the more sedentary our lifestyle is, the less we are challenging our bones. Our bones are living tissue. They are not the skeletons you see in in, uh, science classes. They are living tissue. All the tissue in a bone supposedly recycles and is renewed with new cells about once every seven years. So the bones in your body today are probably not the same bones you had in your body 10 years ago. You have to constantly maintain and recycle them and have the nutrients and the other things you need. And just like if you imagine a baseball pitcher and their pitching arm is considerably larger than their other arm because it has responded to the stresses of of that exercise by building up more. And in the same way, the bones are going to respond to challenge exercise stress by building up more. So a sedentary lifestyle is not going to encourage bone density. It is going to be the opposite.
0: Well, I I want to thank you so much. We got to talk about things that we haven't talked about in a while, um, which is really great. So everybody, I want to make sure people continue to send in your questions for Neil and we'll put them into the Neil file and we'll do another Q&A down the road um thank you so much neil what what a um what a wealth of information i uh, look forward to our next chat and wish you well and hopefully if all goes well i'll be seeing you in a couple weeks
1: i hope so and uh hope you're well my friend always glad to see you and talk to you
0: take care of yourself and stay healthy my friend my guest today neil levin representing now foods isn't he great He just has such an easy way of making things easy to understand. And we're talking about some real confusing technical stuff, but if he can help us understand it a little bit better, that's a good thing. All the Now Foods products are everyday low priced at Stay Healthy Health Food Store. You'll see them in almost every category. Uh, because they've made their presence well-known in every single category. Stay Healthy Health Food Store, let's make them your one-stop full-service location for everything health and nutrition. Did you know that Stay Healthy is Las Vegas's oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade in the Valley? They are a fully packed, full service store with the most knowledgeable staff, the best customer service, the place to go when you are looking for conversation and dialogue and getting questions answered and making sure that you're taking a couple extra minutes to ask some questions to make sure you're heading down the right road and that you've made the right choices. Because don't guess. Wouldn't it be terrible to waste a whole year heading in the wrong direction because you didn't take time to have a conversation? They are known for their expertise, their knowledge, their education, and their wonderful customer service, and they're very passionate. So they'll work with you. That's what has made them the go-to place here in Las Vegas. Stay Healthy Health Food Store. You'll find them at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston, right next to Smith's. Visit them Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6. They're closed on Sunday. Uh, Become part of the Stay Healthy family. How do you do that? Well, you go to their newly revamped webpage, stayhealthylasvegas.com, and you enter your email address. You can start printing coupons almost immediately. You can start getting alerts for specials and in-house promotions. You'll start getting a monthly newsletter. And even more than that, the availability of using technology, being able to listen to any of the radio show broadcasts, all of them are there and on demand so you can listen to them when it's convenient for you. Not everybody gets up early to listen to the show or their schedule doesn't allow them to, no big deal. Um, Getting these podcasts and having them available allows everybody to be able to find the perfect time for them. Plus, if you hear a show that you really like and it's something that could help a friend, You tell your friend to go there and listen. Pay it forward. It's all about information and education. StayHealthyLasVegas.com Don't forget, when you go to the store, make sure to fill out one of the drawing slips for their monthly basket giveaways. Uh, They're from some of their favorite companies. Um, These baskets are jam-packed full of wonderful stuff. And then you're there, ask your question. You know, have a conversation. And check out all the awesome products from Now Foods. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you to Neil and Now Foods. Be well. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Staying Healthy Radio Show.